Live from the capital of the Commonwealth, this is the Sports Huddle with Bob Black on 1061 ESPN. We're also streaming live at ESPNRichmond.com and on the iHeartRadio app. Call in and talk with Bob anytime at 327-0888. Now, here's Bob Black with the Sports Huddle on 1061 ESPN. It's going to be the feel-good Thursday edition of the Sports Huddle, but we're not quite there yet as we get the program started at a little after 4 o'clock on this, again, gray, gloomy, overcast. There was some sun earlier today, but not where I am seated and situated today, that's for sure. So we got to make our own sunshine today. Um, Bob Black with you here in our ESPN Richmond studio as we are want and like to do on a Thursday to be joined by Sean Robertson from CBS 6, but not yet at the moment. He was on another assignment late this afternoon and is hustling his way from said assignment to our studio. So when he joins us, this will become the Feel Good Thursday edition of the sports huddle. Until then, is. what's that? It already is. I've got my sunshine in studio. What do you got? You, Bob. Oh, 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 oh. No, no, I'm the dark cloud that hovers over everybody all the time. I like being in here, though. I do. It's good. It it's, is it's, good. It's a little awkward. I, I It's weird sometimes. I like it. I, I like, like it coming too. in. No, I, I do. Are the bosses around today like they were the other day? Nope, you dodged them again. All right, I picked the right now. I'm kidding. Yeah, I know. I walked through the halls. It's so quiet. They must have known I was coming. Everybody's like, let's get out of here. Bob's coming. You know, that's clear, clear path. Anyway, Sean will be here um, shortly, I, I would say, and be with us for the rest of the afternoon. 804-327-0888. There is NFL football tonight. Lions and Packers. Amazon Prime. Another Amazon Prime package show up on the doorstep. Tuesday, Uh-oh. so I was very confident that that meant I still get Amazon Prime on the TV. 21st century, you're in it. I'm in. The one I don't get, and I don't know that I'm going to, and now I'm definitely not because the season's just about over. For whatever reason, Apple TV. I'm not in on that one. You don't like the interface, do you? I don't know what I don't like about it other than I don't have it at the moment. And I know you get this two-month free trial uh, because, you know, the fr- they did the Friday Night Baseball. Yeah, yeah. On Apple TV. And I just, I blew it off. I'm like, eh, I don't need it. I don't need to try this two-month trial because I know what's going to happen. I'm going to forget about it after two months, and it's going to ping my credit card. And I'm not going to be happy about that. And there are 162 zillion baseball games, as Matt Josephs would say. So I didn't worry too much about a couple of Friday night games that I didn't see. So I, I did not do the Apple TV thing, but I am... Amazon Prime, so I will watch the NFL game tonight. Don't feel too bad. I'm Mr. Tech, and their interface bothers me. And what do you mean by their interface bothers so, you? What, like what's their that? search engine, um, okay. what they recommend. There's all these little mm-hmm. things that streaming services do to get you to be interactive with their site. And for some reason, Apple, it's just it's the worst. I'm glad to hear you say that, Mr. Tech. Which is weird, because Apple... Apple, the worst? I, I don't get it. But their shows are awesome. Like, they are the new HBO now that HBO's going down. HBO's going down? Oh, yeah. It's, it's, been, it's been a rough ride. Huh. I never got HBO. Can you believe that? I, that's shocking, too. Yeah, see? 
See, I have an Apple right here. I got the Apple phone. We won't judge you. You would? Why not? You think I'd get Apple Plus? But I don't. I do not get Apple Plus. But I do get Amazon Prime, so I will watch Lions and Packers tonight. No Aaron Rodgers anymore for the Packers. And I keep asking this question of everybody. Are you jumping on the Lions bandwagon at 2-1? and one. Uh, They're coming off a win over Atlanta last week. And, of course, they had the season-opening victory over the Kansas City Chiefs. That was before Taylor Swift became a chiefy. So a chiefy. So now now they're, you know, and they got the Sunday night game in New York. I think she's going to be there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. I'm way too enamored by that than I should be. There, there are people that think this was set up. I think she has a concert in New York and there are people that thinks this is a whole publicity publicity stunt for this specific. No, not concert. Her movie is releasing. Oh, yeah. That's what it is. Or why am I even talking about this? I don't know why we're talking about this because here's the other the other one that I don't even want to talk. So we're watching the I don't know what we were watching maybe a baseball game last night and the um, Pfizer CDC commercial comes on mm. for get your COVID and flu shot together and it's Travis Kelsey as the spokesperson. So then we decided that that was the conspiracy theory. Oh yeah, that that they have Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey together. So the people will see the commercial and all the Swifties will say, if Travis Kelsey's getting both of his shots, I'm going to go get mine too. I would retort, but they are a current sponsor for today's show. So I'm going to be quiet. Who's a current sponsor for today's it show? It was Pfizer. And uh, oh, yeah, they, it was during the uh, behind the web as well. Oh, nice. Yeah, good. so they're they're good humanitarians. Trying I, I to have save nothing, and if that's their marketing ploy and it works, more power to them. They're like, what is the thing that will make us save everyone? Let's get <laughs> Travis Kelsey and Taylor and Taylor Swift, Swift on board. Yep, let's get them on board, oh. and, and the masses will follow. Uh, Sean, get here quickly. Bail us out of this. We need some like real solid sports conversation. I'm just not sure what that is. Today, I mean, we're kind of in that holding pattern, waiting for the next wave of college football and NFL football. Uh, baseball still has some games that are meaningful uh, through the course of the weekend. Diamondbacks, one of them, and they're losing to one of the worst teams in baseball today, the Chicago White Sox. They're down 3-1 to one in the bottom half of the seventh inning. So there are some some meaningful games. Yeah, but don't you feel like everyone's sort of over? Like I close, been, yeah. close to that. Yes, close. Seems like everyone's just dragging. I, I would say not if you're a fan of Toronto, Houston, Seattle in the American League, and the Cub, the Arizona, the Cubs, Miami, and Cincinnati in the National. There's a lot at stake here. In the last four days. Now, the Cubs are their worst, own worst enemy. They blew another one against Atlanta last night. They're making Atlanta look even better than Atlanta is because Atlanta doesn't care about these games. And yet the Cubs are doing everything they can to give Atlanta these games, and Atlanta is taking them. Cubs are going to choke? It looks like it, yes. If I had to say that right now, yes. Uh, Arizona has a two-game lead in the wild card on the Cubs in Miami. So either the Cubs or Miami would be in at the moment. I think Miami has the tiebreaker. I'd have to look that one up. Uh, and then Cincinnati is still poking around there at a game and a half back. So I think for those teams, there's still a lot of tension and a lot of excitement this weekend. Likewise, Toronto, Houston, and Seattle 
in the American League, uh, two of those three teams are going to make it. That's like musical chairs. Uh, only one of them is going to be out. Houston and Seattle. You think Houston and Seattle are yeah. in? Yeah, I think they're in. Uh, I'm going to go Toronto and Houston, only because they're above the line as it is. Um, I, I got. I, can I tell you an inside story today? By all means. This is kind of funny, and I'll do some self-promotion along the way. So you remember last week I was gone for a couple days. Well, really only one day as it turned out on the air. That was a tra- tra- crazy travel schedule for me, I'll tell you that. But I was in New York uh, with a couple of other Rich- University of Richmond people. We did a baseball alumni deal at Yankee Stadium, and the Blue Jays were playing the Yankees. And on the Blue Jays is a former Spider star who's their first base coach, Mark Budzinski. And on the Yankees, another former Spider star and Hall of Famer who's the hitting coach for the Yankees, the much-celebrated Sean Casey. Yep. So we went up there to do uh, this video story interview with, with Sean and Mark. Uh, got some baseball alums together so they could see him. Spent the day in New York, Yankee Stadium, all of that. Um, and and went to the game. And today we put the story up on richmondspiders.com if you want to watch the video. And there's a great, great picture of the two of them there with the Yankee Stadium sign in the background and everything. It's very cool. So I copy the link to send it to both Sean and Mark so they can see it, right? And at the and yeah, you know, now I, I like both of them, so I would be rooting for both their teams theoretically, right? The Blue Jays and the Yankees. Right. Like when we went up to watch them. Uh, you know, theoretically, uh, I was right down the middle. Didn't care who won, any of that stuff. All right, and the Yankees were still in it then. The Yankees have now been eliminated. So I send a text to Sean Casey and Mark Budzinski. Hey, the story's up on our website. Here's the link. Uh, great seeing you guys. This came. We think this came out well. And my last line was, "Go Blue Jays, Mark. Get into the playoffs." Little did I remember that the Yankees are still playing the Blue Jays today. And I sent that text to Sean Casey. Go Blue Jays. The mayor can handle it. He did handle it. I quickly sent another one that said, oops, didn't realize you guys were still playing the Blue Jays. Um, hoping both of you win or something like that. So, But I am rooting for the Blue Jays overall. Like, I don't care who wins tonight necessarily between the Yankees and the Blue Jays, but I hope Toronto's able to hang on and get into the get into the postseason i've got i've got friends up there that would be very happy if they did i just feel like seattle and and houston are the stories well seattle's got a little work to do to get there because they're a game and a half back right now and uh they are playing the rangers tonight so that's a huge series between texas and seattle that's gonna it's going to tell us a lot. Is that the uh, season-ending series, or is today the end of the uh, end of that series? I should know that, being the the great baseball guy, of course, that I try to be. Um, let me take a quick look, and then we'll get to the break, and then we'll get on with the show here. The Mariners and Rangers, yes, that is a four-game series starting tonight. So you're going to get your answer there. Either the Mariners are going to win and get in, or the Rangers are going to take care of business. And that's going to be the end of that. I'm going to revise. I didn't know they were playing the Rangers. Yeah, they are. That that's yeah. You, you might want to revise a little on. They, they got an uphill battle, but it's in their hands, right? If they can beat them, and it's in Seattle, if they can beat them, they deserve to get in. Well, so, it would add to the story, and it would add to the story. Yep. But right now, it's Tampa Bay, Toronto, and Houston, and then Seattle, a game and a half back toronto finishes with tampa bay 
Uh, and the so they could slip out of this thing too. The only thing Tampa Bay is playing for, it's got a marginal chance to catch Baltimore for the best record in the American League, which would be very important because you'd get the home field advantage through the entire uh, league playoffs. Uh, the magic number there is what? Why don't I not see the magic number on here anymore? Anyway, it's a two-and-a-half game lead with three to play. Yeah, but the Orioles got the Red Sox, and I think they're going to They can take care of business there. Yes, take care of business there. All right, so there's some games that we'll keep an eye on. The rest of them are obviously playing out the string. Bags are packed, ready to go on vacation, get the season over with, that kind of thing. So. All right, uh, 804-327-0888 is our on-air number. It's also our text line. Sean's going to join us in a little bit, and here's who else is going to join us on the Thursday Sports Huddle. Here's what's coming up on today's Sports Huddle. Just a huge fan of sports. This is the River City Rundown. River City Rundown brought to you by our friends at the Richmond chapter of the American Red Cross. Your help is needed for the Red Cross to continue to be on call for local or national emergencies. To learn how you can volunteer or donate blood, visit redcross.org. Bottom of the hour, we got an in-studio guest. Wes Atia is going to join us. He is the director of the River City Tennis Open, which is coming back to our capital city. We've been a partner of this event uh, several times over now. We're happy to be again this year. It'll be at the University of Richmond's Tennis Center uh, this year on October 6th through the 8th. And Wes is going to tell us all about that. It's a major college tennis tournament involving teams like Richmond and VCU and JMU, Virginia Tech, Wake Forest, many others. Uh, there's a donation component to this as well. And we'll get all of those details with Wes Atia when he joins us here at the bottom of the hour. I've kind of purposely left the 5 o'clock hour wide open so Sean and I can get back and forth on a variety of sports topics. Like to the include, NBA. Like the NBA, but also like, uh, you know, he's a Commanders fan, AJ. They're playing the Eagles this week. This Who? is the Bob Sean Bowl. Ah, ah. So I figured I'd save a little bit of time for that. We shall see. I, I hope he's brought all the offensive linemen he can find. <laughs> yes, because yes, they're going up against another pretty good defensive line, and their O-line has been like Swiss cheese to this point so anyway so that's why one of the reasons we left it wide open and we'd love to hear from you as well 804-327-0888 been really enamored by all the back and forth amongst all the media at least on the football on the quarterbacks at both virginia and virginia tech and who we think should be calling signals so we'll get into that a little bit more no real clear-cut answer oh now it's a feel-good thursday (laughs) Yeah, I could I could hear him through my headphones in the really? the booth that's supposed to be soundproof. Well, he's very upbeat, so whoever he, he was talking he with in the hallway. Sunday. He won't oh, be Sunday. Oh, you didn't hear what AJ just said. I said I, I said love that, you, Sean. Yeah, right. I said you're very upbeat, and AJ said you won't be Sunday. Now that was AJ, not the not the Eagle fan Bob talking there. Sorry, that fan. Wow. See, things just got a lot better. It's fair. Things just got a lot better in here. Right. Wait, wait. He's going to put his put his cans on here. We got to cut to commercial. We do have to cut to commercial. It's time to go. Yeah. Oh, and he needs an adapter. You got to go. Go into the safe and get an adapter out for him. I'm going to get my best man on that one. Please do. Yes. Get your engineer on that one all right we'll take a break uh sean is here he'll join us it becomes a feel-good thursday edition of the sports auto next on 1061 espn 
Radio dial. There's a reason to keep it locked to 1061 ESPN Richmond. Your home for the Atlanta Braves and the River City. Betting advice? He's got it. Hot takes? He's got plenty. Love for your favorite team? Well, you'll just have to tune in weekday afternoons from 3 to 4 for Border to Border with Matt Joseph to find out how he feels on 1061 ESPN Richmond. The sun is still not shining, but it is now a feel-good Thursday on the Sports Channel. Welcome, <laughs> Sean Roberts, CBS Six. Glad to be here, Bob. The chopper made it here, and in, in, in approximately the time window I mentioned to you and and Robert, and he's going to gas it up in just a few minutes to make that Thursday night trip. It's some more Thursday night football. Is there to, really? Yeah. Where are you going tonight? We're heading down to Murner Field. In Hopewell, Virginia. You've never been to Myrna? No. It almost looks like the Cotton Bowl, the old Cotton Bowl. Wow. With the, with the little pole up there. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to go to Myrna Field. We're going to see Hopewell. Hopewell, Hopewell and, and Colonial Heights. Oh, wow. Two teams coming off of losses last week. Hopewell lost to Dinwiddie. Colonial Heights suffered their first defeat to Matoka. So we'll see which one will rebound. Thursday night football. Uh-huh. Don't don't worry about that. Thir- what, what's the night? The oh, Lions, Lions and the Packers. Packers. Don't worry about the Lions and Packers. Go to Murner Field. <laughs> and see I'll just Citrus. watch your highlights. Yes. I'm going to watch the Packers tomorrow and the night. Lions. Final score. Yes. All right. I'll watch that tomorrow. But, night. I'll, but I will come back and watch that Lions Packer game. Yeah, I'll be watching that. <laughs> As I was saying to AJ, I do get Amazon Prime. So. Yes, you do. I do. I got a package on my front step this week, say, so that got, must mean I got Amazon Prime. I got Prime. some packages this week in my doorstep, too, so I'm all locked in so for So we're tonight. locked in for Amazon Prime yes. tonight, and uh, we'll see if the Lions can you know, live up to their billing. This is, I mean, the sexy pick this offseason was the Lions. Room on the bandwagon. Yeah. People are jumping on. Yeah, so we'll, we'll see. The national sigh. spotlight. What was that? That was, that was me mouthing the word sigh. Well, for the Packers or the Lions? For both of them. I doubt I could care less about either of these teams. They called it wow, the you're, in, you're in kind of a, a rough mood today. Yeah, only with the I'm over Jeez. I I'm over the Packers and the Lions. I'm over all of it. The the Vikings, fourth week of the season. How can you be over it? Can't be over it. Can't be over no. it. No. We outvote you. Especially the fact it's one of the longest off seasons. We're gonna enjoy, we're gonna savor these 17, 18 weeks of the year, not counting the playoffs. Some of us count the playoffs. Team, you know, fans oh, of teams oh, that are in the playoffs. Oh, How was that? That was oh, a shot. Huh? That you was that? a shot. Uh huh. Wow. Uh huh. Okay. I, I left. I told our audience I've left the five o'clock hour wide open, okay. so we can debate. Okay. Commanders Eagles Part One. <laughs> and I remember what happened in Philly last. I was going to say y'all were what ten and 0, 11 and I'm 0, not the like only that. one that remembers that. You know. 32 to 20 was a final. No. You don't remember either. <laughs> you know, I'm just saying. Uh, <laughs> that was Taylor Heineke's finest performance. I, I don't know. Sam Howell is due for a bounce back game. It he could is happen. Due. Yes. I'm not really expecting that much from him. That offensive line, until they show me they can keep him upright Bad. And, and limit the sacks to like three or less. I hope the Eagles have three sacks in the first possession. Well, no, that's not going to happen. Well, they, <laughs> they should run the ball more. Yeah, they got a really good running game. I think, of all things, their offensive line at least opened some holes for those guys. DeAndre Swift, just make him your number one well, back. Them, them, they definitely better run. I mean the, I oh, mean you mean the, the commanders? commanders? Yeah, I'm, I'm really not. I don't believe in this. Is just you know from from the outside. I don't have any inside information. I am not sure Rivera and or Bienemy is a hundred percent confident in Antonio Gibson. 
Okay, I'll give you that. He's putting the ball on I'll the give ground you that. too often. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if you do that, what's the uh, fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice, shame on you. Mm-hmm. He's he's it's becoming a habit that he's putting the ball on the ground in plus territory for the defense. Whether he's a kick returner, punt returner, or running back, I mean, a reason why you got Jamison Crowder, the, you know, in the season was he's a really good special team player. Not only a, re- a solid so- slot receiver. But he's a really good punt returner and kick mm-hmm. returner. Yeah. You know, put him out back there and hopefully, you know, build up the confidence for Antonio Gibson because this is this has become troubling. And you got a second year running back and a second year quarterback at your backfield, and you're asking these guys to be the bell cows for this offense. You're asking a lot for those two. Mm-hmm. Well, I think Brian Robinson should get a few more touches. I uh, mean, more carries on the road. I think you need to. Yeah, he, he he's shown, given everything he's gone through, he can be your bell cow. Gibson now has to show that he can, in spurts, provide a spark and not put the ball on the ground. You know, but I like Rodriguez too. I feel like they have a running back by committee here, and they're just not using any of it. I if Gibson is so inconsistent, you have three running backs that I think you could set an offense to build around. I would say two and a half because again, I'm not so I'm not I don't think they're so a hundred percent on Gibson. But then you're asking a rookie now to come in and be that guy. I kid, mean, it's it's a young it's preseason. a young group. It's you know you got. Uh, Gibson is, I think, his third or fourth year, a second year back in Robinson, and now a rookie in Rodriguez with a second year starter in, in, in Howell and a veteran. If it was Brissett, I would probably say, hey, he can kind of, you know, guide it a little bit better. But you're asking a guy that's going to make his fourth career NFL start to say, well, it's a, no, I'm sorry, fifth career NFL start. You're, you're kind of right. Now, who in the world would want Jacoby Brissett? It's to nice be a to have good quality hosts coming in. Who here in the world would want Jacoby Brissett at quarterback? No, I will say this: the Browns I've, did last year. AJ's, they had all those been, old AJ's been voting for him since they signed him. Yeah, I've been I've been on the the, the bandwagon for sure. But I got to say, do not yank do not yank Hal no. for the next three weeks. No, Don't even can't do it. Can't do it. Uh, uh, yeah. So the Commanders are fifteenth in the league in rushing. Mm-hmm. But they're 25th in passing. Because of the so, line. So maybe you should run the ball. Got to. A little bit more. Now, and, and to the me, Eagles helps. defense is number one against the run. They're tough. Through three weeks. They're tough. But Small it, samples. But to me, that's going to give the offensive line confidence. You know, because our if our weak point is pass blocking, run the ball. Mm-hmm. Lay on those yes. guys. Give them some confidence to a point where, yeah, I can hold my block between two and a half and three seconds. And how also has to help out his offensive line. He's got to get that ball out on that last step in the pocket. Because there were a couple of plays I saw on replay where he could have got the ball out either in the flat or dumped it off. And he was trying to look for an intermediate or a deep play. And with this offensive line, you got to accept the check down. Live to play another down in this situation. I'll give you one more nugget here off of ESPN.com to chew on, and then we'll take a break. Um, and we have our guest coming up in studio at 4.30. We'll get back to this. Yes. I would not have, I would not have guessed this. Brian Robinson holds the NFL's longest active streak 
with 10 consecutive games of at least 50 yards rushing. I would have never guessed that. I that's wouldn't a have either. Record? No, active currently, Uh-oh. right now. That's the active leader in the clubhouse. Robinson's had 10 consecutive games in which he's had at least 50 yards rushing. Eagles defense leads the league, holding teams to 48 yards per game rushing. So something I, we'll have to give there. I wonder with Chubb's injury, did that not right? Him he probably from that means sp- he's not active, right? But so, I mean, yes, well, he would correct. have probably had that more. Correct. There's a lot of qualifiers in that, particularly the active part. But you know what? That's that's an indictment but, in the overall yes. landscape of the league. That's why running backs aren't getting paid any money when a second year back currently has the active mm-hmm. mark for the longest stretch of at least fifty yards or more total which is not a mammoth number anyway 50 no, yards a game that's a no. pretty pedestrian number isn't but to it? be the act for 10 i know that's crazy and that yeah i know i would I'm have never guessed that that's what i said but you got it he's got to he's got to have between i would say 25 to 30 touches there's some way you know mm-hmm. some capacity he's got to have at least 25 30 touches and then the other thing that does is keeps the ball in their hands and keeps it out of Jalen Hurts and hands, that was and that was the x factor going to be a goal last also. year absolutely yes. i can't absolutely. believe we have to actually push that narrative in in, in the nfl in this day and age that's With, common sense. Like run the run ball, the ball. <laughs> keep keep the ball away, establish the run, especially when your quarterback's getting tackled and rushed. Well, all that's the, time. the whole key to it, right? That if is. they had a good passing game, I'd say keep doing what you're doing, but they yep. don't. So, all right, we need to get a break in. Let's do it, and then Wesatia is going to join us. We will talk about the fifth annual River City Tennis Open coming to the University of Richmond over there on the West Hampton courts. Not this weekend, but next October sixth through eight. Wes joins us next on the Sports Huddle. Second straight playoff appearance out of the CAA. Follow them on their quest every step of the way. Here on your home for the Richmond Spiders, 1061 ESPN. The conversations you have when we're off the air. Man, they're great. I say it all the time. AJ, did you have it recorded? If we can replicate what we were just talking about, (laughs) that would take up the next five minutes or so. Anyway. Good stuff. All right. uh, The fifth annual River City Tennis Open is coming to the University of Richmond out to the West Hampton Courts, the Spiders Fine Tennis Facility. Not this weekend, but next, the 6th through the 8th. We've been a partner of this event in the past and are happy to do it again this year. And welcome Wes Atia, director of the River City Tennis Open, uh, as our guest, not only as our guest, but in the studio with us. So thanks for making an appearance, Wes. Thank you, Bob. I appreciate it. Great to have you back with us. Um, how this thing landed at the University of Richmond this year? I know it's been at other places, right? Well, we, we're happy we, to have it. We we are we're happy to have it at University of Richmond. Um, Houston and I, who's the head men's yep. tennis coach at Richmond, we started this six years ago. We did not have it during the COVID years. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's five. But um, we wanted to um, bring it back to to University of Richmond. It's a little bit more central to a lot of people. Um, we think we're going to um, have better crowds. Um, uh, the facilities are improving. They're getting great. Um, actually, hopefully next year we'll have uh, streaming options because Richmond University of Richmond is working on that now, doing play sites on their courts. Um, we're also going to utilize another site next to us is uh, the Country Club of Virginia. Oh, yeah. We're going to use uh, four of their outdoor hard courts as well. So it's it's good. The other twist, Bob, is we've added a women's team. So we have eight men's ah. teams and we have four women's teams. So – that was another little carrot to try to move it over to University of Richmond. And the other good thing is there's a football game in the afternoon. So hopefully we'll get people tailgating, come by, root on some spiders. That's cool. Um, and then 
go to a spider football game. That's very cool. That's a nice appetizer. Yeah. Get a little tennis before, get some tailgating, mm-hmm. and then you get Richmond, mm-hmm. Maine yeah. as the other main course. Yeah. <gasps> See? Sean's all over it. That's He's why I brought him there. <laughs> That's for sure. And October's a, October's a great month. Though. Yeah. It's it's a great month for sports. Uh, we have tennis. Mm-hmm. You have uh, October and baseball. Mm-hmm. You have, actually, you're right in the middle of football season. Uh, basketball is gearing up and NHL hockey. So you got all that. the sports going. So it's great. He's a sports fan. Best time of I'm year. I'm a sports fan. Absolutely. So we mentioned it's the fifth annual. It's the sixth year with the COVID, all of that. Take us back to the beginning of this thing, Wes, and, and, and your involvement and kind of how it all came about and the importance, the impact of it for you. Um, the involvement was uh, Houston and I just really wanted to um, uh, start a, a tournament, a college tournament that brought high-level tennis to the RVA. Mm-hmm. Um, and we brought a lot of teams from around the region, um, as far north as Bucknell, as far south as College of Charleston, and teams that just brought a lot of really good players. Then the following year, we wanted to add a, a charitable contribution to it, a donations and um, charitable aspect. And now we're giving um, monies to youth charities in Richmond. It, it it varies from year to year to who we give it to. Like um, last year, we gave it to the Rising Stars Camp, which is uh, sponsored by the Richmond Tennis Association. Uh, previous years, we did the Boys and Girls Club. Mm-hmm. Um, in total, we've given over $20,000 to charities. And so that's really our main goal is to bring in high-quality tennis, um, have some donations, sponsorships, and then the proceeds go to these charities that, mm-hmm. that are in need. How many teams will be involved this year? This year we'll have uh, 12 teams, so so eight men and um, four women's teams that are coming. And this year we actually have a caveat. We have SMU coming wow. uh, all the way from Texas. Dallas. Really? Yeah, so Dallas, we, have, yeah. we, we do have a relationship with SMU. Um, the head coach at SMU used to be at University of Richmond, uh, Ben Johnson, huh. I think, if you remember. Uh-huh. Um, and so he's uh, sending some players. We're trying. I don't think we'll get it done this year, but we're trying to get TCU. Okay. Because we do have a connection with TCU. Um, some for, some tennis players here. Their father um, coached at TCU mm-hmm. years ago, and they have a very close connection with the current coach there. So hopefully we can get TCU to come as well. And SMU next year? Will be a member of the ACC. That's right. So you like that. They you will like be. that. Can yep. you mention any other schools that will, will also be a part of this? Yeah, UVA will send some players, Villanova, Campbell, JMU, Georgetown, Longwood, and University of Richmond, obviously, for mm-hmm. the men's side. On the women's side, it'd be VCU, Longwood, George Washington, and U of R. Nice. nice, nice, good, good, good uh, mix of it uh, is. players. So when when you say we. Who's the we that's going out and, and getting this teams? I mean, I mean, how are you recruiting, making phone calls? How are you connecting to get well, all these I gotta teams get, here? I got to give credit where credit's due. So I was I was talking outside. Um, Houston is the head men's coach. Houston Barrick. And right. um, also um, Jacob. Um, uh-huh. Dunbar. Jacob Dunbar is the women's coach. They take care of the teams, and I take care of everything outside the fences. Huh. So that's kind of like the relationship that we have. So – they they find the teams because they have the relationships with those teams and and I take care of the sponsorships and the the other aspects outside of those courts. You mentioned earlier about adding the four women's teams this year. What made you decide, or why was it important to have those four women's teams and ha- have women involved in this tournament this year specifically? 
I don't know if it was specific that we had it this year. I think it was more it, it was probably initiative from Jacob being mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. working very closely mm-hmm. with with Houston and said, "Hey, why don't we, you know, add this caveat and have 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 a women's uh, programs come and play in this tournament." In the past, we've had 18 men's teams come, over 118 players. Mm-hmm. Um we've had great sponsorship over the years, and I think over time it's always good to mix it up a little bit. Um, obviously, we're mixing it up by coming to University of Richmond, who's always been a gracious host. Even off campus, they've been a, a great host. But now that we're adding the women to the mix of this tennis tournament, it just brings another caveat to it because there's some really good women's tennis mm-hmm. programs mm-hmm. Yeah. around the country. Um, so it's good to see that. And a lot of these players, when you come out and watch them, it's a lot of fun. And this is not your typical tennis match at the U.S. Open. There's yelling and there's screaming and you can hoop and holler. We like it. Like yeah. that. So team bring tennis. it on. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> kind of like the Phoenix Open for golf. Yeah. That what is it, the sixteenth hole where you can kinda of whoop it up a little bit? Yeah. Get, That's get pretty creative. much what you can do here except, you know, while they're playing the point. Right. After the point's over, it's a lot of hooping and hollering. Cool. Okay. Yeah. So fans invited, any cost? What are you looking for there, Wes? So, there, so the, there's never been a cost to this uh, huh. tournament. It's always been uh, sponsorship and any donations. So donations can be um, can be donated at the tournament through our website, uh, rivercitytennisopen.com, um, or you can bring tennis rackets, tennis gear, huh. anything that you need huh. to give away mm. that you're not used using. Used or otherwise? Used or otherwise. Huh. Okay. Um, any kind of equipment that's mm-hmm. tennis related, we would love to have it. And if you can bring that, that would be great. Nice. We've talked about the teams, players, coaches, donations. You alluded to sponsors. Give you a chance to give them a little bit of a shout-out because I know that's certainly part of the backbone of this event. It is. And we've had some really, really great sponsors over the years. And, and this year our presenting sponsor is Joiner Fine Properties. You know, I'm a little biased <laughs> yes. to that one because I, yes. I work, work for at, at, at Joiner Fine Properties. Uh-huh. I had a relationship with them. Yeah, a bit. they're a great, um, great partner, um, and they're part of uh, obviously the Virginia Credit Union. Mm-hmm. We're a big sponsor with University of Richmond mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Dominion Energy Charity Classic. I cannot thank them enough. Mm. They started this off um, six years ago as one of our major sponsors, and hence that's when you came out to the facility mm-hmm. and did a live interview. Mm-hmm. We had Bobby Watkins. Yep. Dominion Energy Charity Classics has been a great sponsor for us, and they will always continue to be a great sponsor wow. because it ties in not only to the advertising for the for our tournament, but also for their tournament in three weeks mm-hmm. for the playoffs. So I can't thank them enough. That one's really interesting. That's pretty cool how you can kind of you know cross pollinate, if you will, between. Yeah. You know that event and your event, right? Yeah, it's it's great because we have we have golfers that play tennis, yeah, and we have tennis players that play golf. Mm-hmm. Um, and Dominion obviously saw a, a, a need uh, and wanted to contribute to the to um, to the tournament and be a part of it. And it, it goes both ways. We help them; they help us. Obviously, they're helping us a whole lot more than we can help them, but we love it anyway. So, That's awesome. Yeah. And again, if you just want to come out and watch for a little bit, uh, easy access over there at Richmond and, and free to just come out and take a look and cheer them on, right? Yeah, it's Make it, as much be noise great. as you want. So on fr- it would be Friday, yeah. Saturday, and uh, most almost most of Sunday. But Friday at University of Richmond will start at 8 o'clock. Typically, we'll go to about 6. Mm-hmm. Saturday, about the same time. Saturday's our biggest day. Uh, mm-hmm. More matches on Saturday. We'll go from 8 to 6. 
At Country Club Virginia, typically it's going to be about 8.30 to about 3 mm-hmm. or so. Okay. So either one of those sites. When we get closer to the tournament, you can go to the website, and that will have updated information on who's playing, where they're playing, and what time they start. And it's also Sunday, right? Is there? A, a, and, and it will be on Sunday. Again, University of Richmond and the Country Club of Virginia, about 8, 8.30 to about 1. And again, for these guys and gals, they're in their fall season Correct. collegiately, right? Correct. So this is this is part of what they need to do and how they hone their skills and, and compete as well so that they can springboard into the spring season, right? Exactly. And, and I would say, Bob, thanks for bringing that up because – they only have five opportunities to do that. That's in the limit. fall. In the fall. Oh. So they can only do five tournaments in the fall, and that includes the the regionals and the sectional tournaments. Mm-hmm. So when these teams send players to mm-hmm. our tournament, that means a lot for us that they're taking one of those spots to come to us. Mm-hmm. And we've usually done a good job hosting. Uh, the coaches have loved it. The players have loved it. Hopefully that will continue. I was going to say that must mean a lot because obviously the past tournaments, those athletes probably came back. They did. And talked to their teammates to say, hey, this is a great opportunity to hone your skills. Why don't you take a part of it? So that says a lot about what you guys have done over the years to for those to for those to for those student athletes to say hey i'm gonna take one of those tournaments and your tournament is a part of that yeah it, and it's great and virginia will, will typically send some of their guys that are maybe the seven through ten guys who mm-hmm. are pretty good mm-hmm. but the following year they'll be in the top six so it's good to come watch and play now when you can get up close get a get, kind of build a relationship and follow these kids around because mm-hmm. there's some really good kids really good tennis players out there Absolutely. that's what i think you see somebody in a major yep and yeah. they started you know started their career in our neck of the woods exactly very cool Uh, and you alluded to this uh information now but i think it'll be building more as you get closer to the event rivercitytennisopen.com would be the place to go right Wes? yes very good all right now we talked about um a couple things during the commercial break (laughs) uh you're a spider fan so you asked you asked me about how the spiders were doing but then you brought up and you looked at sean and me and you said are you primetime guys because you have a connection I, I mentioned did. this. I mentioned this yesterday when I was promoting that you would you would be here Let today. Me sit back. I'm gonna, I want to hear this. I'm going to make this. I'm going to make this a radio tease. Oh, and I, this was yesterday. Oh, okay. So okay. you're okay. Okay. And I said when Wes comes in tomorrow, AJ, remind me which he just did in my in my headphones to to ask him about connection with Dion Sanders with Coach Prime, who I Prime. I'm going to guess you like. You like what's going on out there, in Colorado, with him. I love it. Yeah, me too. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, I, um, they beat up on TCU. Um, my son goes to TCU, so <laughs> they did. I, I they kinda, did beat them in that game. Were you kinda, at that game? I, I was not at the. Oh. He was. He was. Well, his son was there. He was fifty yard line in the student section. Wow, he had a great seat. Yeah, um, it, it's. I, I'm all for prom. Mm-hmm. I think what he is doing and for college football, the way he is doing it, um, using that transfer portal, but more importantly, the way he's coaching mm-hmm. and being a mentor and a, a coach and and holding these kids accountable. Mm-hmm. Um, I met Prime July 4th, 1992, when I was at Atlanta Falcons. And um, he was one of the nicest, most humblest guys I've ever met. Everybody Bob, says that. Everybody. And I have my and connection I, And I know as well. your story yep. from, from the, baseball. From the Braves, yep. Um, and like yours, he probably wouldn't remember who I was. Right, he doesn't right? remember me, I'm sure of that. <laughs> but I will tell you, he is one of the – he's genuine and he's just down to earth and he's a nice 
nice guy. And so you I, were working for the Falcons? I was working Falcons. for the Falcons at the time, yes. Huh. So that was a lot of fun. And was had he already been with them, or had he just signed with them? No, he was with them. He was with he them. Was a, he was a defensive, he was a cornerback right. for them. And um, that was the year. Falcons didn't do very well that year, if you remember. Um, but the Commanders did very well that year. When they we, were the Redskins. And we came up, and a funny story about it. And you know how prime is. He's always prime. Right? Yep. He, he loves to be in the prime. Yep. <laughs> Desmond Howard, you remember Desmond yeah, Howard? Sure. Yeah. Scored a touchdown against the Falcons in a game mm-hmm. in September. It was like his first touchdown he ever scored. Fourth overall Final. pick that year yeah. for Michigan. With the, first one he scored. Mm-hmm. Crowd was going crazy. You know what? Primetime said, mm-mm. Took the kickoff 95 <laughs> yards up the sideline. He sure did. For a touchdown. Ah, uh, yeah. Right wow. there. Mm-hmm. Very cool. That's That was, you know, Prime was like, no, you're not going to take it today. I'm nope. going to take it. Not taking no. me out of the spotlight. No. And no. I'm so glad to hear you say the same thing, that you had the same experience. Oh, that he was such a and, – and as you were talking about everything that he's done, I'm thinking he's one of those guys you have to listen, not how he says it, but what he is saying. Mm-hmm. Like, we know the how is all about yeah. the hype and the bling. It's what he is saying that drives to the core of what they're trying to coach yeah. and teach. And so I'll tell you another story that um, one of the equipment managers that was at Atlanta told mm-hmm. me. He goes, that was at Florida State when he was there. He said he came to practice every day. And he wouldn't shut up. And Bobby Bowden, just, I mean, he just put him off on his own island against the best receiver, and the two of them went at it every day. But Dion came to practice one day with like fl- with a flu. I mean, was like just really, really sick. Mm-hmm. And Bobby Bowden had to get like equipment guys and security guys to take him home. He would not go home. He wanted to compete, and he 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 made other players around him better. Mm-hmm. And that's the kind of player that he's trying to to instill at his yep. Colorado guys. Glad so to hear I'm you all, say that. I'm all, I'm all in. I'm all for it. I am. Like you say, you better get him now. Right. <laughs> yep. Because if you don't, you're going to be in a world he, of trouble. He, he knows what he's doing. Yep. All right, Wes, once again, remind everybody about the event and uh, the real reason you're here, although we enjoyed those stories <laughs> just it. as much. But, again, uh, about the event, where they can get information, and we'll continue to promote it for you over the next couple of weeks. Yeah, it's rivercitytennisopen.com. We'll be at University of Richmond October 6th, 7th, and 8th, and also at the Country Club of Virginia. So looking forward to it. RiverCityTennisOpen.com. Easy to get to. Uh, remember that. We'll mention it over the course of the next couple of weeks. Wes, thanks for being with us. Really appreciate it. Great seeing you again. Thank you. All appreciate right. it. Wes Atia, director of the River City Tennis Open. Again, RiverCityTennisOpen.com. Coming to UR October 6th through the 8th. Sean and I coming back after the break. Get you up to 5 o'clock, and the ESPN Sports Center update is on its way on 1061 ESPN roll toward the 2023 postseason there is one goal in mind a world series title an aspiration they share with a few others you can hear all the action here on your exclusive home for the atlanta braves in the capital city 1061 espn richmond i don't think i'm the smartest sports person out there and i know upsets happen all the time but they're 21 and a half USC is favored at Colorado. That's a and large... And I know that was the TCU advantage, yeah. too, opening week. But yeah. I think they blindsided them opening week. Yeah. They got a lot of tape on them now. They know what they've done. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I don't think USC is losing this game. And I don't... At 10 a.m. kick time in Boulder. Yeah. yeah. What? That's, I'm surprised that they did come that on. for that game. 
I wonder if you, if Colorado was still ranked in the media poll, where they have put that game at noon. That's a weird start time for for a mountain. That's a it's mountain. It's all time. about Fox, right? Yeah, it's yeah, all Fox about is Fox. doing that game. Yeah, I'm surprised. I thought that would be either 7:30, like on ESPN, or Pac-12 oh, after heck, dark. Make it noon out there at least. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be, it'd be two, two o'clock three, in the, that's or three thirty. Okay. You know, yeah, 3 30, do 1, that yeah. at least. I'm surprised. Ten o'clock in the morning. But remember, I said this when the schedule came out. USC is known to slip know. up once. In conference on the road. All right, this it's set up perfectly. It would not. I'm not. I'm not call, buying it this time. I'm not. I'm not calling for the, the wholesale upset, but it would not shock me if Colorado does that. All Everybody right. needs to calm down. <laughs> yeah, hit the brakes. Now, if Colorado does that, I want that same energy, AJ. AJ's <laughs> with me got, on this one, and you and Wes are together on that I, one. It wouldn't shock me. But did Joseph say anything about that game yet, Matt? Oh, Matt's not going to say they're going to win. No, he's taking the points. Probably not. I don't know. Ask him about That's that tomorrow. That's a lot tomorrow. of points. Yeah, ask him about 21 that. 21 and a half. Woo. That's a lot. That's a lot. And um, they're still without uh, Hunter, right? Hunter. Yeah. He'll miss he, uh, he this game play. and next week against Arizona State. Yeah. All right. ESPN Sports Center. Break for us. Come back at the uh, after the top of the hour. Update with the 5 o'clock hour of the Feel Good Thursday. Sports Huddle 1061 ESPN. Sports fans, this is Ross Luck from